Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh, what up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode two ninety four of the What Up Though podcast. Yeah, and, and you, you, uh, real quick, some interesting—not interesting, but something that I've made note of. Like we've had a pretty strong uh, consecutive podcast recorded stretch. Like I feel like we haven't missed a week in a little bit. No, it's, it's been—I mean, all of all of uh, December for sure. I think we were only off the week of thanksgiving, thanksgiving and yeah. before that we were kind of solid so yeah i mean yeah wednesdays has been even good uh i haven't had nothing really that's been you know crazy on my schedule so and i and i try to unconsciously for the last however many years whatever the day that we are doing it i try not to have shit going on and shit so to the point where my wife know oh it's podcast day and I don't yeah. know if she says that regrettingly or not, but she does say it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the point of the evening, shit, we don't got much going. It's like our routine is kind of simple. I get home, we eat, we watch the TV shows that we watch together, and then we end up watching the shit that we don't. We we kind of split off. She watches the shit she watch. I watch the shit I watch, and that's mostly the evenings for us i mean granted we have kids so we don't have a lot of other stuff to really do but so i could imagine like what's what's your typical evening after work well uh, so after work um we're generally doing stuff with the kids uh you know dinner obviously and yeah just really just doing stuff with the kids letting them you know do whatever it is they do we might talk about whatever happened during that day uh and, and you know pretty simple and then after after they go to bed, then we usually watch whatever shows we watch. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. What's um, this, you know, so we, um, our puppy is like six months now. And it's, it's so cool because before, you know, it was, we had my wife's dog, Alex, and it was her dog. I mean, by, all, you know, uh, things. So when I got home, it was just like, hey, that nigga here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it really wasn't nothing <laughs> crazy. But when the, I get home now, the dog is like super fucking hype. It's almost like he's been dealing with her all day and he just needs somebody else to talk to and shit. Like, we had a rough day. Let me let me go hang out with you and shit. So that's always cool and shit. He's always like super fucking hype and shit every time I get home or whatever. So that's been kind of cool. Just going through the whole training of trying to get him uh, house broken and shit like that. That's just been a fucking challenge. And then, yo, so today, oh, okay, so off the subject of the, uh, oh, I guess I can answer, what, well, I, I did answer what we did, uh, but change the subject real quick. So I get home, I got to try to fix the sink, kitchen sink stopped up. So I take apart the pipe, the piping and stuff, and I realize I need, a, I need some tools. So I grab the garage door, garage key, and as I'm walking out the door, this big ass black dog comes from out my backyard. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck? So I jump, <laughs> I jump back in the house. I'm like, what the fuck? And he didn't seem aggressive, and he just kind of just trotting out my backyard and shit. I'm like, what the fuck he come from? Now I know it's a house that's a couple of doors down. It has like dogs just outside in the yard, but I never really pay attention, so I don't know if this is exactly they, their dog. And it's like seven o'clock, so it's dark as fuck. All right. So I go back in the house. I'm like, 
fuck she like what it's this big ass dog she like so she goes to the front to look out she opens the front door and he runs on the porch now she's okay the, so she's <laughs> so she's in the door of course but he's like looking at her and looking at our puppy and shit so our puppy is barking at him and shit and he's like you could tell that he wasn't well he appeared to be friendly and so he's mm-hmm. kind of like whining and kind of you know pawing like he wants to play with a dog and so soon as as that's happening uh, the Amazon truck driver pulls up. I know oh, we shit. had something to come. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, all right, I got to do something. So, well, at first I say, I had to do shit. The Amazon could just deliver that shit later. But then I'm like, <laughs> all right, fuck it. I'm going to go. She, she's like, I'm going. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not going nowhere. I'll go. So I grab a leash so I could try to like noose him and shit to, to get him because you don't have a collar on. So you know, mm-hmm. you just put a hole, you know, put the hole and just pull it or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going out the door I'm like, fuck, let me grab a treat or something. So if very, if he is aggressive, he'd just eat the food and I can run if I figure that shit out. I mm-hmm. go out. He's really not. He's not aggressive. He's playful as fuck. Big ass baby. So I give him the treat. I put the, the, the leash around and I'm like, cool. Take him to his crib. Because he's like three houses over across the street. Take him to the crib. He's jumping, playing. And they have two other dogs. And there you are. I get halfway across the street. The two dogs run out at me. I'm like, oh what hell no! Nah. Fuck. So one is a pit, and then one is this other whatever dog. They're playful as fuck, but then they all leave me and they run to my fucking porch. Like I have no idea why the other two dogs ran to my porch. But Monica's on the porch at this point. I'm like, fuck! I told you to stay in the house. <laughs> so she's like, okay, this is overwhelming. I'm like, well, nigga, I told you to stay in the fucking house anyway. Why are you even outside? <laughs> All right. So at that point, I'm take I'm, I'm sorry, okay, let me just take him back to the house, to his house. As I'm taking him, the girl comes out. She calls all the dogs. I get a dog in. I'm like, hey, let me get my leash, blah, blah, blah. And But uh, I'm just like, this is way too fucking much. I'm already irritated because I got to fucking uh, fix the sink. And then these fucking dogs come out of nowhere. And when that pit came out, dog, I just thought the absolute worst. Like this nigga, he's running out fast in a month. I'm thinking like, what if he thinks I'm harming his boy and shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying? It was just all kind of shit. And, I, and, 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 the, and the crazy part is, as much as I was worried about the pit, I was even more worried about the little mutt because the only time I've ever got bitten is by a fucking little mutt. And so I'm like, that's the motherfucker that's going to give me problems for sure as shit. They were just playful as fuck. But I still couldn't figure out. And I think it's because they see my dog and they know my, where my dog is. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they ran to my porch. But because we have bushes in front, so it's hard to see. Like when they ran to our house, I couldn't see on the porch, so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like hoping that she's okay and shit, but they came off really friendly and shit. But all that shit fucked me up, dog. That big ass dog came from the back of my yard. I didn't because I'm already stepping out the door. So I'm like, fuck, he got me. You know what I'm saying? If he really <laughs> wanted me and shit, there is nothing I could have did to stop this big motherfucker. But man, I'm like, dude. And I go when I get over to the it's a this girl had to be like her late teens, early twenties or some young girl. I guess she, it's, she, the kid at the house and she goes to push the lot, latch up on the gate. And it's like the softest latch ever. Like I can see why the dogs got out. They just pushed the fucking latch open. Like you need like a real robust fucking latch or something for these fucking dogs. But all they do is sit outside all fucking day and bark at people and shit. I just hate when people had dogs like that. Like Me too. The, bring the fucking dog in the house. 
do something instead of just being out all fucking day, all types of night, just fucking barking and shit. Oh man, that shit was rough. I I just knew because I was just like, okay, I'm I'm really being brave by approaching this fucking dog that I don't know to get off my porch. But at the same time, like he might fuck up the Amazon dude. And then, and then I was just like, ah, eh, fuck it. I took my chances. I felt like the dog whispering shit out there. Mm. Like here, take this treat, little nigga. And then I'm trying to put the leash. <laughs> but as I'm walking them. It's like he doesn't like the lease. So he's like jumping at me and shit. And I'm like, at any point, is this shit about to get aggressive? Because at some point, I let the lease go when she came out. And he just ran to her. Because mm-hmm. I, I felt that he was like, you know, he wasn't used to being on a leash and shit. Dog. But, whoo, that shit was rough. So I done sweated through my whole, the whole process. <laughs> I done sweated through my t-shirt and my sweater. Because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And so I do all that, and then I'm like, all right, fuck. Now I got to still fix the fucking sink, which I really didn't even <laughs> fix because I couldn't figure out the issue, so I just went and got some Drano. And then that's when I stopped at that whole-ass wing stop, and it was just everything bad. Like, the service was just shitty. This big motherfucker in there, like, he don't want to be there. They gave me my sauces. I ordered drinks with combos. This nigga just give me three cups, like, machine over there. I'm like, what kind of fucking establishment is this shit? So I tweeted... Wingstop about their horrible ass service. So they tweeted me back and I sent them what the fuck happened. So hoping I can get a gift card out this shit or something. Yeah. And I'm never going to that, that fucking location again. They kissed my ass. <laughs> you had a day. Bro, <laughs> work, a day, like an evening. <laughs> bro. And then work was crazy because you know, I've been in the office since last year. So uh, but my office doesn't, and I admit to being a little more lax than I probably should because we're we're pretty we're decently distant but the cube I sit in the chick that's sitting next to me she sits right on the other side of the wall and so really we're probably too close and she wasn't there yesterday she come in today and she's like coughing and sneezing shit I'm thinking like was she off because she had to get a test I'm thinking it's like why are you why are you in the office if you're sick if anything this shit taught us don't go to fucking work like, and so what really pissed me off about it was that my boss messaged me like, what the fuck is going on with her? And I'm thinking like, I don't know either, <laughs> but it's a little uh, concerning. And he's like, is that, just- is that, is he also her boss? Yes. Just send that nigga home, dog. Like, what you doing? <laughs> I'm like, either send her home, tell this bitch to put on a mask, something, dog. Like, so yeah, that gotta be addressed. I'm talking to tomorrow. Like, man, I, I understand. You- and then he tried to like, and, I, and for the record, I like my boss. I, I've, I've never had too many issues with my boss. But today, I had real issues because you're not being the boss you're supposed to be. Like, deal with this shit, motherfucker. And then it's like two people, like, coughing and sneezing and shit today. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, don't y'all know it's some fucked up shit out here, dog? Like, I, I just, well, I, I, if, 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 if it was me and the boss I am's me, like, yo, what's up with her? I'm, go find out, motherfucker, or I'm going home. Like, handle this shit, dog. Like, and I understand, like, we kind of, like, are in a situation where we don't know, uh, like, what somebody might be dealing with. But that's all the more reason to just play it safe. Because it's like, okay, yeah, if somebody gets sick, it feels like it's probably COVID. But it's like you can't even get regular sick no more. Like, you can't just get a cold. Like, if if you get a cold, you probably got COVID. Like, that's how it feels right now. So... Like, I, I get that he maybe he wanted to just think that she was regular sick. But even then, 
if you regular sick, stay your regular ass home. Man, like, and, and th- that's part of the problem. The other problem is that for my job, they're not fully on board with working from home because my thing is if you're sick, take your fucking computer and go home. If you really need to fucking work, like there's no reason to be in the office when you any fucking sickness, like even if you didn't have COVID, you got the flu, you got a common cold. Nobody wants yeah. that shit. Like that shit really bugged me today, dog. And I'm just so I'm just every time I hear this bitch cough and this other motherfucker sneeze and shit, I'm like, ah, oh, this is fucking retarded, dog. Like, why are we fucking here, dog? That's exactly why this shit ain't going away. That's mm-hmm. exactly why. Like it's <laughs> Like, why would you why why would they why would those people come into work and then why would the boss allow them to stay to the point where he gossiping with you? <laughs> like, what the, what's going on with her? Go find and out. I looked at my phone. I'm looking at my I looked at my phone and be like, nigga, <laughs> I wanted to look over here because I could see his office. I wanted to want to stand <laughs> up and look like nigga. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> uh, and, and then the worst part is, <laughs> and I hate to even admit this because I should have responded. The worst part is this motherfucker says almost he says I feel bad for you because I'm sitting next to this bitch. Oh, Don't feel god. bad for me. Deal with this shit. Oh my god, I feel bad for you. Like he act like he another like he just another coworker and shit. Like man, that sucked that you got to sit by her, man. Like oh yeah, I know that just suck. Not from the boss, nigga. <laughs> like, nigga, I I that was so that was like ten forty. Mm-mm. I at ten forty five. I went and heated up my lunch, which is really early. It's damn near breakfast. I went and <laughs> heated up my lunch, and I left at eleven oh five, and I didn't come back to work till like one ten. <laughs> I went to the park and had a cigar. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I'd have been like, I, I said, I'd have one chance. Like the next text need to be, I'm gonna send them home. Or my response is going to be, well, if you ain't going to do shit, I'm going home. Like, and I, and I know that, that like people don't talk to their bosses that way. But another thing that another problem that I have is that, that I see in corporate America or not even just corporate America, just like in, in working in general is this like, this this thing where it's like if somebody is above you in in whatever hierarchy you have at your job they act like they're better than you and like they like they talk down to you or they talk any old kind of way and that comes from that fear of if i say something back to this person i might get fired or what and and like that taking advantage of that dynamic i'm i'm kind of over that and like I, and and I think part of that is what like at least for me, I kind of feel like if that were to happen to me, I, I I'd feel better about holding that person accountable because I feel I don't I don't this I don't I don't feel safe at my job, but I feel like I'll manage regardless of what happens because I feel like I can take my resume anywhere at this point, and I'm I'm money like I like. I will hey, have that's, that's no how problem I feel. another job. That's how I feel. That's that's why I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't have to deal with shit like this. I'll just fucking get another job. It's cool. I get emails every fucking day for jobs. So I'm like, I'm not. When I first started this job, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were in a no. Moment, I was, no, um, that's all I was saying. I was done. When I first started this job, I told myself I had been off for like four years. I went back to school, got my certs and shit like that. And when I started this job, I said, 
I'm giving it four to five years. And after that, I'm re- reevaluate. And that would give me enough time to have decent job history because that was the biggest, is- his- the biggest issue I had was job history and shit. So I've been here five years solid. Um, I got five years in September and I'm just like, the money is not where I want it to be. What I'm doing is not really what I want, want it to be. And I don't, and I feel like my ceiling is lower than it I want it to be. And so factoring all of that, that just gives me all the more reason to leave. And so that's what I've been considering. If, you know, I got, I'm having a conversation with my boss probably tomorrow or Friday, because I'll probably be off for the next two weeks if I, if it works out. And so to give him, you know, the option, like I need more money or I'm out and they need to figure it out. And if they don't figure it out, I'm out. But I waited. I was like, I thought about this shit middle of the year and I'm like, well, I'm not leaving until I get my year in the bonus. So I was like, <laughs> I'm definitely staying to the end of the year. And then I'm just going to figure some shit out. I just, I got a feeling that see what they, what they do is, is that they're really shitty with raises. And then they try to throw this money at you when you're ready to go. If I'm ready to go, I don't give a fuck what you're throwing at me because at that point you had to wait for me to want to leave to want to throw money in, which you could just give me money because I'm here and I'm working good. Right. I don't have no fucking complaints. I get my work done. So it's not an issue of that. So I've been putting off this conversation to try to get everything I really wanted to say, but I learned something from a homegirl of mine and she works at HR and she's like, you, you got to treat your fucking your job. Like, you know, uh, a, you know, like what's the word she used? Uh, like a business That's and you got to make business fucking decisions. And, if, mm-hmm. you know, and what's crazy about my job is like, I like my boss. I like some of my coworkers. I don't have anybody I dislike. And so it's a cool work environment, but cool work environments don't pay fucking bills, dog. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can be friendly. I, I, I don't need to be friendly with motherfuckers and just be there um, underemployed and shit like that. Like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, so. I got a good situation right now, too, which is why I don't have any interest in exploring other stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I know that if I was unhappy and I had a bad situation, I'd be in the same spot because I'm like, uh, you're like, I can go. I can if, if I wanted to, I could go to a rival company who would roll out the red carpet for me. Like, uh, and I'm not trying to flex, but like, I mean, like, it's just I've, I've been at my job for nine and a half years. And everything that I've done, learned and accomplished in that time, I send that resume to a rival company. I'm not only will they hire me, but I'll probably make significantly more money. And I haven't made that move yet because my and I I don't want to say yet, like I plan on it, but I haven't made that move because I have such a good situation right now. But that's also why I feel like I'm not going to tolerate any other bullshit either. So it's like, if I like it, nothing's happened, but like if it did to where it was like, I felt like somebody was being rude or being disrespectful or or whatever, I, w- I wouldn't just sit there and eat it thinking like, oh, man, I want to say nothing because I might get in trouble. Like, no, because like, it, you know, we've been talking about this consistently over the course of uh, the past few years at this point about accountability and like people not being able to just get away with doing whatever the fuck they want. And like, I'm really passionate about that at this point, because I feel like that's one of the biggest problems we have here in this country is that we don't hold people accountable for being fuck shit. And I'm like, I can't walk around holding everybody accountable, but I can hold accountable the people that do me wrong. So like, if that should ever happen to me, I'm gonna be like, you know, like with that situation, I'd be like, yo, like, 
you got to do your job at this point. Like, like, right. be, like we are in the middle of a motherfucking pandemic and you got people on each side of me coughing and sneezing all that shit. And you want to text me and be like, man, sucks to be you. No, nigga, it's about to suck to be you when I walk up out of here and y'all niggas give everybody COVID. <laughs> like, so figure out your, you know, take uh, responsibility and do your shit. Man, I, I'm a bounce. I, Cause I kept thinking, dog, like, man, if I get sick, dog, I'm, I, 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 I kept thinking the worst shit I could probably say and do that I to incriminate myself. I was just like, yeah, it's gonna be some problems. I fuck around and get sick because these motherfuckers and you're not fucking handling this shit. Like that shit, that shit had me fucking like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, deal with this shit, dog. Like, I mean, um, uh, you know, being a, a a leader and a boss, you know, comes with great responsibility and it probably comes with great fucking pay. And with that, you had to make decisions that you may not even like. But fuck, dude. It's and the thing is, it, it, the more I think about it, the more it upsets me. Because he has an office. So you can mm-hmm. go in your fucking office and chill. I don't have an office. I'm in a fucking open ass cube with these sick motherfuckers who should be home. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, it was a day, bro. It was a fucking day, dog. Oh, yeah, man. I feel like people have, have taken advantage of that, that that whole dynamic of people being scared to stand up to wrongdoing because they fear for their job. Like that's that shouldn't even be a dynamic in the first place where you can't stand up to somebody doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But especially it shouldn't be the case that people start taking advantage of that. Like I know that they ain't going to stand up for themselves. I don't, I don't think people think this consciously, but I think it's just kind of like a subconscious behavior when you've had that experience for however long. So like, say if you've been a supervisor, whatever, five years and everything you say or do, don't nobody challenge you on it. You going to continue to do or say whatever the fuck you want. Cause ain't nobody going to challenge you on it. And that that's just a shitty dynamic dog. And I, I, I just, I'm, I'm really fed up with people not being held accountable uh, for being shitty. Like example. And I, I didn't have this in a topic to discuss today, but it's only Hell. because I forgot about it. I almost didn't have this as a topic, but yeah, this, it's some it's cool how shit just kind of comes out. <laughs> yeah, this uh, like I I did I wanted to have it as a topic, but I just forgot when I was making topics. So this conversation reminded me of it, but I noticed that. Well, I don't say I noticed, but there was like a story that came out. Uh, shit, I don't know how long it's been. It might have actually came out before we recorded last week. I feel like it's been a minute. But did you see the whole thing about? how there was some PowerPoint that outlined uh, the the uh, what was going to happen on January 6th. It, it basically uh, suggested that it was planned slash known about. Briefly, I, I, I kind of looked, I kinda saw the headline of it, but I didn't read into it. Yeah, it showed like a bullet pointed power play screen that power play, <laughs> like it's <laughs> hockey, PowerPoint <laughs> uh, screen that bullet pointed uh, what, what, eventually ended up happening on January 6th. So I think it was from before that. And I'm like, oh, like to me, anybody who had prior knowledge of what was going to happen on January 6th or anybody who on January 6th could have done something and didn't, any of those people, as far as I'm concerned, and I've, I've thrown this word around multiple times and no one else has, but I think it's valid, that's treasonous to me like that is treason like to to orchestrate or be complicit in citizens overrunning the capital like i i I don't i feel like that's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be 
and people say it's a big deal. Like you'll see all kinds of tweets about it, but nobody actually does anything. Like you'll see a whole bunch of thing like, oh, this, this is being brought up before the Senate committee or uh, they, they're having this, but nothing actually happens. Like no one's punished for doing any of that kind of shit. And I don't, un like, like that's a bigger example of what I was saying about accountability and how it's like, it seems like people are just allowed to be fuck shit and no one holds them accountable because they're maybe they're scared of what's going to happen. And in this case, if you're say Joe Blow Republican and you see that some of your peers were uh, doing the wrong thing leading up to January 6th or on January 6th, you can't say anything because you feel like, oh, if I say something, then maybe Donald Trump is going to come out and shit talk me. And now all his now I'm going to lose, you know, all, I'm going to lose my whatever position I hold because ain't nobody going to vote for me next year. And it's like, man, though, like it's amazing what the government has allowed the, the things that the government has allowed to go unpunished because of fear for Donald Trump's wrath, essentially. And I'm just like, I, man. I, I guess I don't understand what his what powers do he have now? He has the power of like he has no literal power, but massive figurative power. Like this motherfucker, like all it takes is for him to shit, shit talk you and you're fucked. Like I, I'm in the process of reading an article my boy Larry sent me about um, basically Trump has already kind of uh, worked it so that when it, I was about to say if, but when anything like uh, the election from 2020, how the whole thing, how he was saying like it was it was fixed and. Uh, there was all kinds of fraudulent voting and he actually won and the election needed to be overturned. And you remember all the shit he did after where it was like he called up um, was I can't remember uh, like a governor from, I think, uh, Georgia or something like that. And tried to basically was caught saying something like uh, like just just change the outcome or something like that in that state, like some shit like that, like everything that he tried that didn't work he started to orchestrate it so that when that happens again it will work because like he's found a way to get people who are against him either out altogether or in a position to be out come 2022 and and putting people that will back him in their places and all he has to do to do that is just shit talk those people because he's so fucking popular among Republicans. So like if they say, if Trump says, yo, fuck so-and-so, that person's probably fucked. So that's the kind of power he has, even though he has no actual literal power. And they're also looking like he's probably gonna run for president again in 2024. And after 2022 midterms, when the Republicans, I think completely fucking landslide the Democrats in the, in the, uh, uh, House and Senate, he's probably going to run again in 2024 and he's probably going to fucking win. And they're thinking, they're looking at that like this motherfucker not only holds a massive amount of influence right now, but he will hold literal influence when he gets elected again in 2024. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I think that people are just looking at everything that's going on and tweeting about how fucked up it is, but like not actually doing anything because when the balance of power shifts inevitably, which it will, they're all going to be fucked. So they're just not doing anything. That's my hypothesis. Well, I, I feel fully confident that Biden will not have a second term. 
No, no, he won't. Like I, I don't, I don't think so either. And I, I just hope that motherfucker isn't surprised that it ain't, it ain't working. <laughs> like, well, well, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, motherfucker, you didn't do nothing. Much of the shit you, I recall you saying you go do, you did. No. Yeah, and they, and they, what the, what the Republicans like to do is the Republicans will fuck you right to your face and give you the middle finger. And th- that's just what they do. The Democrats will fuck you by pretending like they don't have any power. Like, oh man, it, it, it's up, so-and-so person just keeps stopping us from doing what we want to do. And it's like, now they have, they have the house, they have the Senate and they have the presidency and they haven't done shit. And they point at Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema and be like, ah, fuck. Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, like, if we had all the senators behind us, we'd be gravy. But we can't get Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema on board with anything. So it's basically like the Republicans still have an advantage. When I believe the actuality is that it, it, if it wasn't Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, it would be somebody else. Because that's their strategy is to say, ah, oh, we tried, but so-and-so thwarted us, whoever so-and-so might be. And right now it's Manchin and Cinema, but if it wasn't Manchin and Cinema, it'd be somebody else. So ultimately, whatever the Republicans want done gets done because they will find whatever fucking weaselly fucking way they can to get it done. And then when the Democrats are in power, they'll just go, oh man, our hands are tied. Like it's like they're all working together, but it's like, like that's kind of what it feels like is that they're all working together it's just that the Democrats have to make it look like they're on the opposite side, but really all they do is like tweet the opposite thing. But then when it actually, when they actually have the opportunity to do it, there's always some sort of hurdle in front of them that they place in front of themselves. I, I was just about to say, it's like this imaginary hurdle or wall or something that they feel like they can't cross or they're being held back when, like you say, they have this majority, but yet they're focusing on these couple of people that they don't have. And then, okay, we ain't doing shit. Like, it reminds me of, uh, I, I remember just seeing this in like cowboy movies or, or shit done on horses. When a horse is so used to being tied up that you could put the fucking leash down near, near the fucking tie up and they still think they're tied up so they won't go anywhere. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think of them. It's like they have this imaginary leash or wall or something that they do not want to cross. And it's like, I mean, I remember all of the hype of like, you know, the uh, what what are AOC and the rest of them chicks, the squad and shit. Like, I remember all of the hype of them being in and hoping all this change. And I don't hear shit, dog, from any of the motherfuckers, dog. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And I and 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 I admit that I'm not uh, as in tune as politics as you know a, a more in tune people are like yourself and say Larry and some other people. So it might be some shit behind the scenes that I'm just not seeing, or some shit that's out in the public that I'm not seeing. But I don't hear shit about these motherfuckers anymore. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, man, it, it's it's a whole. Like it's like the more I like, I feel like the closer you start paying attention, the more you start seeing the the cracks in the system and the flaws. And then when you couple that with and this is a topic I did have in here, how collectively stupid this country is. It's a it's a shitstorm waiting to happen, because when you got people out here who are 
you know, not getting vaccinated for the, you know, the myriad of reasons that uh, anti-vaxxers create to not get vaccinated. Like when you have that kind of shit going on among the citizens and you have that kind of corruption going on among the politicians, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a uh, a perfect storm of fuckery that I think is going to make this country like as bad as it's been getting worse ever since. It's hard. <laughs> I was about to try to pinpoint a date, but like it's been getting bad for a while, but it's only going to get worse. And like, that's the kind of scary part. And when I say about like the citizens being like collectively stupid, I pose, I pose the question in, in the notes I put, is this the stupidest country in the world? And I, I posted that on, I think I posted it on Twitter too. And, but what I mean by that is, I don't think that we are in a literal sense, the stupidest country in the world, because there's other countries that I think are, uh, that don't have access to information like we do. I call us the stupidest country in the world because of the, the massive gap between uh, the availability and accessibility of information and our lack of desire to use it. Like that gap is massive. Like we we have people walking around, a lot of people, a very high number, willfully ignorant, like gullible, willing to buy whatever uh, bullshit that they might be being sold by whatever publications they read and having no interest whatsoever in utilizing the massive wealth of information that exists right now. And they will just stubbornly stick to whatever it is that they have chosen to believe. And then we'll actually be even worse and do things like hop on the internet or on social media and confidently be wrong and shame people who uh, believe something different. Like the whole idea of like anti-vaxxers calling people who get vaccinated sheep, like, oh, you just haven't done your research. Like, okay, so not, not only are you willfully ignorant, but you're confidently ignorant. Like, you, you, like, cause you don't have any, any actual science-based evidence to support your claim. You just pretend like you do. And like that, that willful ignorance combined with our access and ease of access. Cause we, I mean, we, we, we have phones that fit in our pocket that we can use to access a, a, just an indescribable amount of information. And we still have people out here walking around ignorant as fuck. And that's why I pose that question. Like, are we the stupidest country in the world? Cause I think that that's stupid when you have the ability to basically learn anything that your heart desires and you go, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to be dumb on, on purpose. <laughs> like that, like that is, that's wild to me. And you couple that with politicians who are ready, able and willing to take advantage of that. And yeah, we're, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so. And no, no, you make, I mean, you summed it up great being able to have this access to all the information, all of the research you need to do, and you're not doing any research. You're just being willfully ignorant and yeah, you no, you, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, Sometimes I struggle to get my point out <laughs> that that was a good moment for me. I'm like, oh, I feel like I made my point pretty well there. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's perfect. I mean, I don't have nothing to even add. I mean, yeah, it's just, we're, willfully fucking um ignorant and i i I just don't understand it i just understand it so i was uh i was reading something i forget free press or something like that 
Um, and it was talking about one of the Red Wings players who isn't vaccinated. And I think he's the only he's the only hockey player in the league, I believe. I would say he's definitely the only one on the Red Wings, but I believe he's the only player in the league that's unvaccinated. And he's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a Kyrie, but instead mm-hmm. he's able to play some of the games. So he's Who's had. He play, well, who's he play for? Who who does he play for? Yeah, do you know? He plays for the Red Wings. Oh, okay. I must have missed that then. Okay, no, yeah. no, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, so okay. he played for the Red Wings. So it's uh, Ty, uh Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, okay. Uh, he plays for the Red Wings, and I believe uh, he's the only one that doesn't have it. Uh, had the vaccine, and he's talking about how it sucks, but you know he's not getting it. Uh, he says that he has natural immunity because of the virus okay Um, yeah (laughs) but but i only bring it up because i know you know there's always there's been all discussions about Kyrie and how to uh how the nets was like because i think the nets could have played him they can they 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 can play him on the road on the road but but they choose not to play him at all Um, right and he's not even at the games but Bertuzzi can play some games but he can't play all of the games and and so this is that's because he can't guess we don't have that rule like New York has it where you yeah. have to be vaccinated. So right. like you have like you or you can't do shit. Like you can't even go into certain buildings unvaccinated as shit. So like that's a New York thing. So I bet he can play. He could probably play anywhere except New- <laughs> except New York. I mean, there might be other states, too. But like that's the difference between him and Kyrie is that Kyrie's home team is in New York and they don't allow that shit. So Kyrie could play all the road games. But why would you want to have a player to only play half the season? Like that's gonna fuck up your chemistry. So it's like, yeah, fuck it. Don't let the nigga play at all. But yeah, you said uh, yeah. Bertuzzi. You said Bertuzzi. Yeah, Bertuzzi. For the Red Wings? Yeah. Bertuzzi. So he, yeah. he, yeah. So he can. He we don't have that. So he could play here, and he could probably play everywhere else. He probably just can't play when they go play. Uh, so like they, they the can't Islanders play in Canada. The Rangers. I, I mean. So for and, oh, that he makes can't sense play too. In Canada. He so can't. He, 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 he definitely can't. Have he a... can't play in New York neither. So like he he wouldn't be able to play because that's a state a state thing. So like he wouldn't be able to play when they play like the Rangers in New York. But yeah, though, that makes sense. He wouldn't be able to play in Canada either. And that fucks him because obviously um, the NBA only has the Raptors, but the NHL has several Canadian teams. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, Kyrie probably wouldn't be able to play when they play the uh, Raptors neither. Nope. But he's just not playing. Like when I went to game Sunday, he wasn't even there. Yeah, that nigga's he's on he's full on like tinfoil hat. Uh, <laughs> like conspiracy theorists, like he's full on, like he believe in everything that's ridiculous. I, I really mean, don't understand how people from the, believe that the earth is flat. Yeah, I, I was about to say, dude, I really we should have known that. that from the flat earth thing. Yeah, like I really don't understand the flat earth thing because I feel like basic fucking common sense is like if the earth was flat, there would be at least one individual on earth who's been on the edge <laughs> or one per a picture like here's what the edge looked like <laughs> like like i don't i don't know man I, like i just want to do you picture photos do you from think face or doctored like oh do you think the photos of face are like a pancake like you flip that bitch up and then it's nothing underneath and shit you know what i'm saying like it's a 2d picture <laughs> yeah like is it like you know you did you you, you, you did you ever see the truman show 
Oh, yes. Yeah. So I love when, the Truman Show. Yeah. So when he breaks out and he like, you know, breaks out the end of the wall, it's like, do you think it's just empty? Nothing there and shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what do you think is there, dog? Like there's a stairway and a fucking yeah. door. And <laughs> then you go out to the real world. Like we in the simulation. But then when you get to the edge of the earth, you go through the door like Truman. <laughs> and then you in the uh the real world, like the Matrix, when they uh when they come out of the Matrix and they just in that in Zion or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That nigga Kyrie special, dog. Like he real fucking special. <laughs> and, and it's just it's nuts, you know. And as much as I don't want to have a guy like that back or whatever, I hate that it, the the racism that's attached to that, like like uh what's his name um Aaron Rodgers pretty much using his celebrity and shit and his tenure in the league and shit you know went through a whole situation where they didn't even check him for being vaccinated until they found out and he was given some doctor of excuse said well, I forget how he worded this shit so they never fucking tested him and shit until that shit finally came out that he wasn't vaccinated and shit yeah. And, you know, you got guys like Stephen A. Smith who's giving him kudos, but then, you know, rightfully so, he's, you know, uh, uh, criticizing Kyrie. But to Kyrie's point, the motherfucker, I mean, if, if, granted, his honesty about it is stupid. He's been forefront and honest about this whole fucking thing. That motherfucker ain't fake shit. He ain't doing it. He ain't doing it. As stupid as it may be, or whatever the fuck, that's his deal. But he ain't fucking disguising, you know, you know, I think Aaron said some shit like his his doctor supposedly gave him like a immunity booster. It was something weird <laughs> like that or some shit. Like, no, nah, like that shit's retarded, man. Like, how did he get away with that shit? And the only thing I can lean to is just his whiteness and celebrity of it. Yeah, it's it's his his whiteness, his popularity, and the fact that he plays for the NFL. Because we already know that. The NFL just don't give a fuck. Like, they just don't. So, yeah. whereas the NBA clearly does. Like, the NBA was like, the NBA, when it comes to matters of, like, making the right decision or doing the smart thing or the right thing, the NBA is always on the right side of that. Like, you look at um, uh, all the stuff with, like, the police brutality and shit like that. You had Adam Silver's speaking out we had our guy steve kerr who always speak out pop popovich always speaking out you had the nba allowed players to wear uh you know black lives matter things or uh you remember when they were playing in the um when they were playing in the bubble or whatever they had those uh special kind of jerseys that they had and like they they like they are allowed to protest and all this kind of shit and then meanwhile you got the nfl like oh Callan kaepernick need like let's let's i, I <laughs> I'm never going to forget that when they decided that after he kneeled Man. that they were going to make it a penalty to do that in the next season. And like they that's because that's when I stopped watching. I'm like, oh, you're going to penalize people for this. And they took it back. But I, I don't know. I still haven't forgotten it. And I never will because I, no, like, I mean, that's NFL fair. is that's fair always on the wrong side of shit. Always trying to police because like the NFL, the, the I, I think I mean, the biggest difference is the NFL is is you know, the, obviously the, the most popular sport here and they get that, they get that rich white people money. Whereas you look at the NBA, it's like mainly black folks. And, you know, I, I feel like that the NBA, it has a little bit more free reign because they don't look at it like, well, if we have people doing the right thing, 
we're going to lose a whole bunch of our fandom. Whereas the NFL look at it like if we do the right thing, we would lose a whole bunch of our fandom. Because they, because the NFL fans be the main ones talking about, oh, keep that politics at home. I just want to watch sports and all, all, all that kind of shit. So, um, yeah, the I, NFL is always on the wrong side of And shit. I just don't understand how the, the whole concept of keeping the politics at home, when you start off every fucking game with the fucking, what, pledge of, not pledge, the Pledge of Allegiance? Not the National Allegiance, Anthem. The National Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> national Anthem. How do you keep politics aside when you start off with the National Anthem every fucking game? <laughs> right and you know something else that, that I, the pledge of allegiance bothers me yeah that too that does. I, I don't I like like as a kid it's it's like one of those things where it's like i think everybody is just thinking like that's just how things should be and that's just how things are like we teach kids the pledge of allegiance and they say it in school and all this kind of shit and there's all this passion over fucking flags and i'm just like why is that even a thing it like we're sitting here like literally like almost like praying to a flag like put your hand over your heart take your hat off and and pledge a pledge a, like even the phrase pledge allegiance to the flag like what <laughs> like what even if even if it's even if you don't look at it in a literal sense of pledging allegiance to a flag you look at it as pledging allegiance to a country even that still feels like some goddamn like communist shit. Like, uh, like stand up. St- everybody has to stand up at the same time and put their hand over their heart and say how that that they pledge to be. They pledge their allegiance to this country. Like, like that seems like a weird thing to force people to do. So, like, I don't even support the fucking pledge of allegiance, let alone a national anthem <laughs> like, at sporting events. Anyway, I, like at least the national anthem, I kind of look at it as like. If you want to sing a song about how like how much you like the country, fuck it, whatever. But there's no, at no point are you obligated to fucking sing the national anthem. Like people will stand up while it's happening and take their hats off or whatever. But you ain't got to sing. You ain't got to participate. You don't even have to stand up. But like they they had that pledge of allegiance shit in the schools when I was growing up. Like that shit was that was some felt like some like looking back that looked like some goddamn cult shit. <laughs> like. I got to stand up and we all got to stand up and pledge allegiance to, to this flag and this country. Like, like, nigga, I'm eight years old. Nigga, I just want to fucking, I just want to like, eat my square pizza and like, go home I'm, and watch I'm, Ninja Turtles. Nigga, like, like, I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm still trying to like, listen to my parents. Like I got to pledge to a fucking flag. Like who the fuck is that nigga? Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that's same like some cult shit almost. Uh, so like, I, yeah, I don't even fuck with that. But like, yeah, it's like the, I don't know, man, the more I look at some of the, the, the customs and shit that we have in place. It's so fucking weird. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do none of that shit no more. Dog. Like my daughter came home, uh, wanting to show off that she did the pledge of allegiance. And I almost, I, <laughs> I had to stop myself from like stopping her from doing it. Right. Like I almost would be like, don't even, don't even do that shit. But I'm just like, okay, she's five. But then I'm also like, she's five. She's Why does five. she have to do the pledge of allegiance? Like, yeah, like, who cares? Like, that's that's a tough situation, and I I wouldn't want to be in your shoes because it's like you have your beliefs and you want to teach your your kids, and but at the same time, it's like you, it's probably not going to be a big thing to her after mm-hmm. a couple of years anyway. She probably won't even remember. Like, she won't even understand the 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 depth of what it is. Yeah, and so it's like you just let it go. If I would say, if I was in that shoes, I would let it go until the point where she can understand it more. But I don't know how you guys are actually dealing with it. What does your wife think about it? She don't care. And I mean, I, I mean, and I mean, I, I, 
I by and large don't care either, just because, like I said, it, it's such an insignificant thing that's not going to matter in the long term. And eventually she's going to get to a point where she doesn't have to do that anymore. Like, I, I don't know when that stopped, but I feel like after like elementary school, you won't do that no more. <laughs> like, I don't remember doing that past being a kid, like a little kid. I don't know, though. But I, I, I want to take kind of like the approach that you said and kind of just be like, you know, whatever this little dumb shit is that's happening now, fuck it. And then when she gets old enough to understand things, I still don't want to put my beliefs on her because that's still the, that it's that that action in and of itself is still the same action of like whether it's a good belief or a bad belief. Uh, kind of like making your kid do what you want. I don't, I don't really subscribe to that. What I subscribe to is giving them the information that they need to make their own decision. Cause that's what I, that's what I did. That's not how I was raised. And I don't hold any resentment toward my parents over that, but that's how I, I was just, I guess, I don't know what word to describe for it, but I like, once I got old enough to make my own decisions, I looked at things objectively like, okay, how, I, I, okay. The best example is church. Like my mom made me go to church all through my childhood. And like my grandmother was the pastor of my church. I was heavily involved in my church, all that kind of shit. And I think a lot of that is actually, I can give you the perfect example. You're you, you fully caught up on Ted Lasso, right? No, I'm not. Sorry. Oh, um, well, where are you at? How many seasons is it? I'm like midway. Only season. two. I'm midway through season two. I mean, you can actually. I'm say pretty sure. Fine. Well, no, I'm pretty sure you're you're past what I'm talking about. There's a scene where, um, Roy is taking his niece Phoebe to um, I think he took her to like a doll, a store to buy a doll or something. When he came yeah, out, yeah. uh, when he came out, he ran into Rebecca and her, uh, I think it's her niece. No, it's not her niece. It's her friend's daughter. Yeah. And so they all started walking together as a group of four. And this was Rebecca's like kind of like first time in a long time dealing with her niece. because Apparently she had been kind of like ghost for like six years. So now her niece is like a teenager and was a kid before. And they were talking about parenting. And Roy said something to the effect of, you know, kids don't really care what what we have them do. They just want to be a part of our lives. And then he says, hey, uh, and he's like, I'll show you. And he says, hey, Phoebe, you want to come to come with me to my podiatrist appointment? And she goes, yeah, that sounds great. And he goes like, see, <laughs> and <laughs> right. So like, it's really about wanting to be involved in the shit that the adults that you love and respect are doing and less about that thing itself. Like she don't. Why, why would she want to go to a fucking podiatrist? It's like she wouldn't. But Does she, she even wants know to, the she wants what the fucking is. Absolutely no, not. Not. But yeah. Exactly. She just wants to do what Roy was doing, and I feel like that's how I was in the church. Like it wasn't really about church. It was about me doing shit with adults and having the uh, admiration and respect of adults. And then once I got older, I just on my own just weighed everything. Like okay. This is what I've seen. This is what I've observed. This is what makes sense to me. And now I'm going to make a decision on how I want to move forward as an adult as it pertains to church and religion. And that's 
what I want to arm my kids with is the information. Like, okay, you've got whatever you've been ingrained with via school, via your mother, via me, whatever the case may be. You've got whatever you've got ingrained. And then here's, I'm going to provide you with whatever facts that revolve around that thing and you make your own smart decision. So that's how I want to handle things. And, but right now I don't want to force my beliefs on, on her. Like I started to, but I, I, I was like, man, it's not, it's just not a good look. And, and my wife stopped me. Cause like she saw me like roll my eyes or something like that. Or I muttered something under my breath and she like shot a glance at me. And, and in my <laughs> head, I was like, yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't need to be doing this right so- now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sitting there like you, like you know what you're right <laughs> yeah it's like it's no point in, it's no point in doing that kind of shit right now yo so uh switch the subjects if you don't mind yeah uh have you been following the story of the louisiana judge no are you familiar with the whole subject i don't think so okay maybe, maybe cool. once you start telling me i'll be like okay i remember that but just the louisiana judge i have no idea all right, so I'll give you the post story of it, and then I'll back it up. A Louisiana judge will go on unpaid uh, excuse me, let me start over. A Louisiana judge will go on unpaid leave after a video from her home captured people repeatedly using racial slurs following a burglary attempt. So nope, I don't know anything about this. Wow. Okay, so there's a video of them looking at this attempted burglary that happened. Who is them? Them. Oh, the judge. It's a judge. So okay. it's, it's one of her, her, I don't know if it's her kid or someone at the house, and they're looking at the surveillance video of, of a, a incident. Um, uh, so the video uh, was shot after a burglary attempt at the home, uh, blah, blah, blah. So an unnamed person saw the suspect leaving in one of the vehicles, uh, Basically got caught by the police and shit. So okay. in the video, they're they're talking about the thing, laughing about it because they see the uh, the person getting caught by the police, and the mom, which is her, she's sitting there yelling, "Nigger, nigger!" This is the judge, white okay. woman. And then, uh, a, well, the same woman uh, also starts saying shit like, uh, "We have a nigger, we have a nigger like a roach." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, dog. Why was this on video? That was my question. Why are y'all recording this shit and who posted it? Like, why would you as a judge think that that's something to say on video? (laughs) Like, why would your people think that as you you being a judge, this is getting out? And the only reason I can come up with it, that's just normal shit y'all do. So we have a whole fucking judge that's doing shit like that. Like, what the fuck, dog? Where'd this happen at? Louisiana. Oh, wait, yeah, you said the Louisiana judge. Yeah, Louisiana. <laughs> no, you good. But yeah, Louisiana. And I watched the video, and it was just, you just heard, and they just, they're just cracking up. They're, it's not like the situation I told you about when I was talking about the last, on the last episode, about the the, the racist guy from the company saying spick and kike, or not kike, uh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up other racial slurs. Uh <laughs> Uh, he said, uh, spickhead. What's the other one he said? Uh, uh, Japs or something? Jap. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like that where it just kind of happened and everybody's like, you know, laughing. We were, I was, everybody's like, oh, 
But this was like he she said the shit and they're just laughing. Like, you really think black people roaches, dog? Come the fuck. Up. Like, you're a judge. Like, and someone made a point, like, uh, so does that mean that people should really look at all of the black cases you've had and reconsider this shit because you have this disposition against black people? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, that is what it means. Absolutely. And, and that's a thing, too, where like it, it's just like how um like right now when we talk about police brutality and we see it all the time now in in cell phone videos and shit and we're just like man these police out of control and then there's that group of people who go this isn't a thing that just started this is a thing that we're just now catching because they have to wear cameras and we got cameras in our cell phones but like back in you know you know obviously obviously the Rodney King thing was caught on video but around that time we didn't have cell phone videos and shit like that like People like it's probably been happening. They just been getting away with it. And you look at that judge situation. That's probably not. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm going to scratch probably. That's not just her. There's probably a whole bunch of judges that sit in positions of high power that feel that way about black people that have a a very biased way of handling cases that involve black people, and we just can't prove it. Whereas, whereas now we we got this I mean, one who was shit. dumb enough to hop on video and start calling people niggas and roaches. And it was like, okay, well now we know how she feel about black people. But like, are all the racist judges going to be stupid enough to hop on camera and start saying nigga? No. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it, it's it's probably happening everywhere. And there's nothing we can do about it because we don't know. All right. And you think about, you know, a few years back when the whole shit came out about uh, what, Donald Sterling. Mm-hmm. And his antics and shit, like he—he—he's not the he. I'm—I'm I'm pretty certain he's probably not the only team owner who thinks like that. Hell, granted that uh, the judge in Kyle Rindhoff case. I mean, not not granted. He is a white guy, and <laughs> the people that uh, Kyle Rindhoff killed were were uh, white too. But he comes off like that too. Hell, I—I mm-hmm. I would. I would, boy, I would bet a lot of money that Kavanaugh says nigger a lot. Absolutely. Oh, and the kicker, I'm sorry, to give you more the full, full on the story. The kicker <laughs> we is, ha- I haven't even got the kicker yet? Okay. The, the, <laughs> yes. I mean, the kicker is mostly her saying niggas and roaches. But the kicker is that she's blaming it that she was sedated on sleeping meds. <laughs> And oh, that and boy. that had her calling this this black guy person nigga and roaches. That's her reason. <laughs> and this again is another example of how stupid this country is. Why would you think that's a viable excuse? Like, if anything, that actually makes you look worse. Because the only thing that happens when people are under the influence of anything it's a truth serum. is that exactly it just makes you say the things that you really feel that you wouldn't normally say. So you can't use that like, oh, all he said, nigga, because I was on meds. No, that like to me, that just that made it more like that. That's the reason you said it on camera and out loud. <laughs> that's not the reason you, you, you feel that way about that person. <laughs> like, come on, dog. <laughs> so. The, and I love Twitter because people have all the great takes. So, you know, so, you know, assuming that she was like on Ambien or something, somebody said that she was on Clanbien. 
Man, that shit was way funnier than, I, than it was supposed to be, dog. Yeah, that's just, it's, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, and I'm surprised. I mean, I imagine you probably have busy days and shit. And I'm probably on Twitter a lot more than you are. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, the I'm, only reason, I'm, the only reason I'm, say I'm that not on say, Twitter, the only reason I'm not on Twitter as much as you is because I'll be doing shit for my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say busy. I know you, I mean, you know, with YouTube and you know and shit like that, that's really time consuming. Uh but yeah, I'll just I was shocked you hadn't seen that one. But yeah, that was that was that that happened like two, three days ago, too. So yeah, I'm surprised I missed that. Yeah, I so usually I catch mostly everything because I well, one, I am on Twitter a lot, probably not as much as you, but probably close to as much as you. And I don't know, I don't know how I missed that. And I frequently look at the trending topics. Oh, so yeah, I would have figured that would have. So I don't know how I missed that. I would have figured that would have been trending, but yeah, it was. I was just so now the article that I just I just talked about and was reading from is saying that she's taking an unpaid leave during this whole thing. She's humiliated, embarrassed, and sorry for what she's done and the trouble she's caused to the community. <laughs> Tomorrow okay. she's going on leave, and I guess they had to decide her fate. But motherfucker, dog, you really shouldn't be a judge if you have this mindset. Like, oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. If you a judge and we got you on video saying niggas and roaches, yeah, no, you don't. No, and, and, that's the and, last job you should have. <laughs> like, the, like literally, that's the last job you should have. I mean, yeah, yeah, and. I, my thing is, if you got people in your crib recording this shit and posting this shit, they're not posting new shit. This is shit you didn't just. That wasn't the first time. No, the second or thirtieth time. No, you use that. You use that shit often. She probably be on Ambient every night, calling motherfuckers niggas, like <laughs> watching goddamn fucking American Idol. Like, oh, look at this nigga singer right here. <laughs> look at this roach. Right, <laughs> this roachy ass nigga. <laughs> Fucking roach running around in the dark like a roach. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I also wanted to talk about something that happened yesterday. Uh, we're one of our this is gonna be one of our rare, uh, <laughs> inflammatory topics. Like, is that we're not gonna be on some uh racist or political or anything like that. Um, so Steph Curry became the new three point king, uh, last night and did it in. Fuck, man, like damn near half the games that Ray Allen did it in. Like it, not quite half, but I feel like it was close. It was like I think it was like Ray Allen needed like 1300 something games and Steph needed like 700 something. So Ray Allen had 1300 games on a dot. OK, uh, Steph did it in 789. So a little under half. Yeah. So um, he, he he did it in less time. Then uh, way less time than Ray Allen did it. And I want to talk about that because I've been notoriously hard on Steph Curry because I feel like he is, well, there's no, I feel like he is the, the number one cause of the shift in style of play in the NBA that I don't like. So like, I don't like the, this reliance on the three point shot that, exist in the nba right now it's like okay if you can knock down threes you go if, if your team can knock down threes you're gonna be better than the others and that's my own personal preference that i don't like that but i mean at the end of the day it's really kind of just taking advantage of a system that was set up that way because like when we were talking about 
Larry Bird earlier in that chat. And uh, me and Johnny were saying like, yeah, you know, well, you were saying like you looked in like, oh, like you were shocked that Larry Bird wasn't uh, high up on the, the three pointers made list. And I was saying like, yeah, like Larry Bird, I, I'm fairly certain Larry Bird was drafted in 79, which is the same year that the NBA implemented the three point line. And it was also farther back than it is now because I feel like they moved it farther. I mean, they moved it closer kind of a long time ago, but it feels like to me, not that long ago, but I've been watching the NBA for over 30 years. So I don't know, they maybe moved it up, say, 15 years ago, something like that. But that, like they, that's just not how the NBA operated at that time. It wasn't like it is now where motherfuckers was shooting threes. Like you, you add a three-point line, it's like, okay, this exists, but we're still going to kind of like largely play the way we've always been playing. You look at somebody like Celtics, they're like, we're going to, you know, continue to dump the ball in to Robert Parrish or to Kevin McHale, and we're going to keep doing our thing. And Johnny made the correct point that if you look at something like Larry Bird's performances in a three-point contest, you can see there like how how cold this motherfucker was right. on three-point shooting. And now we've kind of evolved into a space where now the NBA collectively, like the players in the NBA, now rely on that more heavily. So that makes sense. I just shit on Steph Curry because I don't like that style of play. Like I like it as like a mixture, like where you know you can get some good pose play. You get people like Rip Hamilton who are great at coming off screens and knocking down mid-range jumpers. You have your your slashers. I mean, you still have these people, but like you know, it, it, to me, the NBA felt more balanced, and right now it feels more toward uh, you know just three-point shooting and dunks, and that's pretty much it. Which I think for fans who are probably thirty or younger that's a very exciting form of basketball, which makes sense. But, you know, I, I, I just wanted to kind of bring it up just because like, I don't like how Steph had Steph has shifted the style of play in the NBA, but I do want to give that nigga props because that is a remarkable feat. Like what he has done. And he is like a, I almost feel like it's a slight to say that he's a generational talent because it, it like from everything that I've read or heard about him, it's not talent. It's hard ass work. Like this motherfucker has been shooting his whole goddamn life. Like his, right. his father was a G on some shooting shit. He's been shooting since he was a kid. And this guy, like I've heard ridiculous stories about how, how much time he has spent working on his shot. So to call him a talent, like a generational talent, like somebody like LeBron or something like that, I feel like LeBron is like a, a generational talent. I feel like Steph Curry is a guy who fucking worked his ass off. And not to say that LeBron didn't or anything like that, but I feel like a lot of LeBron's tools are genetic for the most part. And he, he parlayed that by working hard and becoming who he is. But I feel like Steph is somebody who is like a generational talent slash hard worker and I, as much as i don't like the way the game is now there's no way i can front on the fact that this motherfucker accomplished something in damn near half the time it took one of the best three-point shooters of all time to do it so i don't know i 
I just want to take an opportunity to take a break from being mad on how I feel like Steph Curry kind of ruined the NBA <laughs> to, <laughs> to give that nigga like his props in that he accomplished a incredible fucking feat. And it's not something that I think is going to last forever because of the way the NBA is now. Someone will come along who's just like him. It's bound to happen at some point. And somebody will probably break that record at some point. But I don't know, man. He broke it. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's inevitable. Like, will it be soon? Probably not. But it's inevitable that somebody will come along just like uh, eventually somebody's going to pass. Kareem is the number one, you know, the number one scorer of all time. It's just how it's going to happen. But and it's probably going to be LeBron. But (laughs) like that, I, I don't know. I just felt like an opportunity to just give that nigga a shout out with like a little asterisk. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's true enough. I was looking at, you know, cause I, you know, as I was talking with you and Johnny in the chat, I, you know, my, when I thought of threes, I believe Ray, Reggie Miller is, you know, been one of the, the ones that I've looked at, but I always, you know, looked at, at bird like that. But then I started looking at lists, like, like bird is not even in the fucking top 50. And even when you think of, just active players there's only three active players in the top 10 Who uh are they? it's curry obviously mm-hmm. james harden mm-hmm. and then lillard huh okay so it goes steph ray reggie oh, miller yeah read the whole shit steph ray reggie miller james harden fifth cal corver Vince Carter, Jason Terry, Jamal Crawford, Paul Pierce, then Damian Lillard. And then 11 is LeBron. So you, you know what that that reads to me like? That reads to me like that accomplishment is from what I was just saying about the shift toward uh, prioritizing three-pointers. Because a lot of those names you read aren't even people that I consider to be elite three-point shooters. Yeah. Like, Vince, like Vince Carter. I didn't, like I didn't, what? I didn't, like I you didn't said, Vince Carter, and I like I look at that as a combination of one longevity because he played forever, but two, he well, two he also needed to rely on that a little bit more as he got older because he didn't have the explosiveness that he had when he was younger, and then three, the fact that the game shifted to a to a game that uh, prioritized the three a little bit more, plus the line got moved in a little bit closer. Yeah. But like a lot of those names you read are not people that I consider to be great three-point shooters. No. And, and to your, and when you were saying, I like, bet I it'd mean, be interesting to see the attempts, like oh, not the makes, but the attempts. Like, I bet that would be interesting. Well, that's, it is interesting. And the percentages. Uh, so Steph has the best percentage at 47, five Ray's 40, 45, two. Uh, Reggie Miller 47 one and then it drops to everybody else's well every most everybody is like 44 and 43 42 but then oh I'm sorry I take it back LeBron James has the highest percentage at 50 percent interesting um but then it's like mid 40 for the most part now while I was saying that I don't know when that's going to be broken in a while because a lot of the people who are in this list are not even active players anymore like, mm-hmm. okay, 11 is LeBron, 12 is Jason Kidd, not playing. Dirk, not playing. Joe Johnson, is he still playing? No. I don't think so. J.J. Reddick, I think, stop, just, just stop playing. I think he's, yeah, yep. J.R. Smith, 16, he's not playing, right? Or is I don't playing? think so. No, I think J.R. Smith's going too. Okay, so then you got Kyle Lowry, who's playing? Who, who's, who's that? Kyle Lowry. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 17, yep. 18, Chauncey, 19, Kobe, 20 is Paul George, and then Clay Thompson, and then you get down to 22, Richard Lewis not playing, Stoikovic not playing, Wesley Matthews. I don't know who the fuck Wesley Matthews is. <laughs> he used to play for Portland. So he's, I, I don't even know if he's even playing anymore. Maybe so. I um, don't think so. I haven't heard his name in forever, but he yeah. played for Port. He played for Portland. Uh, mm, I'd say maybe like in the 2010s. Okay. So then go from there. 26, 26 is Kevin Durant, and he's at. Uh, is, is this the list uh, number? He's it's like 1700 or something. I think not nearly. Yeah. Um. And then. After him, Steve Nash, obviously not playing. Eric Gordon, I can't recall if he's still playing or not. I doubt it because he was playing like he was. No, he can't be because he was kind of older in the league. Yeah, back when LeBron was new. So, so like Le- Eric Gordon probably been going. Yeah. For him. Wait, Me- wait, who? Wait, who'd you say? Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon. Oh no, Eric Gordon. I believe probably I think is he, still playing. I think he's playing. I, I could click it, but I think he's playing. But he's he's not. Person. He's nowhere near getting up that list. Carmelo's probably out of here in two years. He's next. Kimball Walker is 30. Anybody 30 or lower is not going to get it. Jason Rich is 30. 30, 30. Ranking, ranking 30. I just don't oh, see the ra- it Oh, okay. At this point, they're in the single digits of like 1,600 and shit. No, it, 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 no, whoever, when I say somebody will eventually break that record, it's, it's going to be somebody who's probably not even born yet, let alone. Oh, play. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was kind of what I was getting to. It's like, it's going to be a while. Because oh, shit. yeah, no, it's not. It, no, not anytime soon. Jason Richards is 31, and then 32 down. Mike Miller, Trevor Ariza, Glenn Rice, Eddie Jones, Tim Hardaway, Nick Van Exel, Mike Bibby. And then 39 is Chris Paul, Danny Brown, which both of them are not going to make it. They're still playing. Then you got Ginobili, Michael Finley. Lou Williams, Bradley Beal, Brent Berry, Nicholas Batum. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh, he was on he was on Portland too at the same oh, time okay. as uh well, I mean he played for other teams, but I remember him from um he was on Portland, I think at the same time as Wesley Matthews. Oh, okay. And then the last uh four, Antoine Walker, not playing. Mike Conley, he's playing, but he's not gonna make it. He's nah. 48. And then it's Dan Marley, and then who the fuck is this? Daniel Galarni? Oh, Danilo Gallinari. Ah, I totally yeah. butchered his fucking name. Yeah, he played for the Knicks. Okay, yeah. And so he's all, everybody, so everybody you read is a post two thousands player except Dan Marley and Reggie Miller. Because mm-hmm. Re- and Reggie Miller, I think he played in the two thousands. But I, I look at Reggie Miller as like a nineties guy. So like that, I, I feel like that kind of proves my whole point in that the NBA just got a lot. The NBA players as a whole just got way more comfortable with shooting a three pointer and playing that kind of basketball combined with the line, moving it a little bit closer because a lot of those names that you read are not even people that I would think like, Oh, that's an all time great three point shooter. It's probably just out of sheer volume co- mixed with, the line being closer because like like even Dan Marley I, I I don't recall Dan Marley being a great three-point shooter I don't so like I, like I said I'd really be interested in seeing the attempts because like when you mentioned somebody like uh like James Harden who's you said was number four like is James Harden a better three-point shooter than Larry Bird absolutely fucking not 
but I bet James Harden has many times the number of attempts that Larry Bird has had. Because like it's interesting yeah. to me that you read all those names and all of those to me are modern day players, as in like within the last, I'd say 20 years, like not, not the current generation, but the generation right before that. Oh, and yeah, then you can right. read like no names from the generation before that, aside from, like I said, Reggie Miller. And I think I'd, I'd put Dan Marley, maybe even like the generation before Reggie Miller, but, or, or at, the, at least at the early end of that. So like, yeah, there's like nobody in there who's like older. And like I said, it's because one, they didn't have the three point line. If you go back far enough and two, it was brand new and far, farther away. So it's like all them two thousands guys. Yeah. Like it, it makes sense. But like the eyeball test <laughs> where you like see somebody who is just a cold ass three point shooter, Larry Bird passes that bitch like a motherfucker. Like you pull up a Larry Bird goddamn three point contest at the all-star weekend it's crazy but like if you actually pull up the like the the best uh performances in the three-point shootout as far as like uh grand totals you barely would see larry bird in there because they entered like the 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 ceiling for the points is higher because they added in the money ball and uh and then again with the line moving closer. So you look at when Larry Bird was doing it, the line was farther and there was no money ball. So like the max points you could get was like 30. Whereas now the max points you can get is like 35, 36, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about, well, no, no. Cause the money ball is worth two. So you had, no, that, no, that's right. So like, I think it was like five per rack with six racks, one, two, three, or five racks. I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever the case may be, the the you you have the capability of scoring more points now than you did prior to the money ball being a thing. So like it's, it's all that kind of shit. But yeah, I, I I regardless of any of that, like Steph is above all that shit. Like everything else, like you can look at like James Harden is there because of all those other factors. But like like I said, Steph's Steph's numbers are off the meter like it's off the chart so it's like i don't like how that changed the game so much but i can't front on just how how crazy good he is at it so yeah that's my shout out with an asterisk with steph curry <laughs> yeah that's that i was looking at the numbers and i was just like i mean it, it credits duke i mean the attempts he did the the, the, the games that it took, it's just it's just nuts, man. I just remember when he was passing people on his way up, and I was thinking, like, dude, why? how is he do, hitting? Like, how is his percentage so fucking high? And half the time, he throw them up. It's like he's just tossing a bitch. It's like, yeah. It's, it's, like it's it nothing. Was, yeah, like it's nothing. Like That it's, nigga's probably shot million million plus threes in his life or some shit. <laughs> like, it's insane. Like, I mean, he, he's made 2,000-something what, what, what I mean, yeah, what's wait, what's the number? Yeah, 2000 something in the NBA alone. So, like, you think about how many times he shot it, like, in his free time and growing up as a kid. Like, that's somebody who, for him, shooting a three pointer is like, I don't know, most people riding a bike. <laughs> like, it's just, it's no, it is. Nature. So, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's crazy, dog. Crazy numbers. Crazy fucking numbers. 
Cause yep. I uh I was I was messaging with with uh Sheldon and he hit me up. He, it was right before the game started, I think around now. He was like, How long do you think it's gonna take? And I was like, shit, it's probably two minutes into into the quarter. And he was like, Oh, it just happened already. <laughs> like, Fuck. I didn't know the game had started, and I was just like, Yeah, he he knocked that off within the first, I think like five minutes or some crazy shit. Yeah, uh, it wasn't gonna be too long. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah, props to him, dog. And like, and and another crazy thing, which is why I say that that record is if if slash when it gets broken, it'll be by somebody who's probably not even born yet. Another reason for that is he ain't about to retire anytime soon. No, like it's not like this nigga old. It's like like Ray Allen. Like, and, and side note with Ray Allen, why does nigga look like he could still suit up and play? No, he could. Like, I hadn't seen him in forever, but I saw him, obviously, with everything that happened with Steph breaking the record. I'm like, Ray Allen still look like he could suit up. <laughs> like, can the Pistons pick this thing up? <laughs> so, somebody somebody tweeted some shit like, uh, this shit ain't over. Ray just got to pass a negative COVID test. Oh, I, good. Saw, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, let's say, like, if Ray won his record back, he can just pass a negative COVID test. Yeah, yeah. Anything will pick him up just for the sake of shit. Yeah, man, I feel like he could. But, yeah, they're like, that's... uh. Yeah, he that number that number is just gonna get way higher because like if you think like Steph Curry got a lot of years left in him, like he's got like no wear and tear on him. He's still fairly young, like he could still play for a very long time. So like that, yeah, that number is gonna get astronomical. Like I saw somebody who tweeted like, if he played, if he plays as long as I can't remember the person but they gave a person name. If he plays as long as X person, it might've been Ray Allen, actually. Like if he plays as many games as Ray Allen, he could flirt with like 5,000. Like he could get it close to 5,000. I'm like, can you imagine like he just broke the record at over 2,000, nearly 3,000 and could fucking end up at close to five. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's going to be virtually unbreakable. But the only reason I say virtually is because like, like just the way sports are, people are just going to come along who are better than the people who are elite at that time. Like people look at fucking say, you know, Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell, like, Oh man, no one's ever going to be this good. And then Michael Jordan came along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then Kobe Bryant came along and then LeBron came along and but, Steph uh, came along. Like somebody will show up. But to your point of how long it. that took but so that shows that pretty much the person who's going to break these record probably won't be in our lifetime. It, it may be in our lifetime, but not not soon. <laughs> like it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time before anybody touches that record. A long time. It, well, before anybody touches what Steph will probably ultimately end with. Like if he retired today, then I would say there's a there's a possibility that somebody could fuck with that record. I don't know. I still think if he retired today, whoever could pass that record probably is still not born yet. Like I still feel that way, but if he ends up close to five thousand, yeah, it, it's gonna be it, it's it's gonna be a while. Yeah, crazy as hell, man. Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> one last one last thing before we wrap up. Uh, something funny happened that uh, I can't say at work because I was in the office, but a a funny work thing happened today that it took all my power to just not type LOL in the chat that this happened in. But I'm like, if I type LOL, it's going to be messy. But I started to do it, but I, I didn't. But so right now, 
you know, we work from home by and large. I work from home four days out of five. I go into the office on Tuesdays. I'm supposed to go in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I got a accommodation to where I don't have to go on Thursday. So I only go Tuesday. My direct leader lives in Arizona because my company has an Arizona office. So we got a whole portion of the company that lives in Arizona. We got a whole portion of the company that lives in Charlotte. My direct leader is one of the Arizona people. And he was saying he was looking at pictures from like a team outing that took place yesterday that side note, I was not invited to, but whatever. Okay. Uh, I, I side side note, my team is very lucky that I don't have the desire to feel part of a team. If I wanted to, if I yearned for like that belonging, like that, I feel like I need to belong to a team. My, my team will be in trouble. Like they're lucky that I, I like to be left alone. But whatever the case may be, he was looking at the pictures and he was like, yeah, you know, I need to come back to Detroit sometime because like one of his friends lives here. And uh, he's like, you know, I'd like to meet some of the team and see you guys in person, yada, yada, yada. And somebody else who I work directly with, we, me, and, me and her are the only people who do our job. And she lives in Chicago. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in Detroit uh, at next week and a week after. And she like, it'd be cool if I could uh, see some of you guys. And one of the leaders in the chat was like, oh, yeah, well, uh, that would be nice. Or, oh, yeah, we look forward to it. Or something that was a positive statement. And I almost typed LOL in the chat because I sit five feet from this nigga. And he has not said one word to me <laughs> in any day that we've been in the office. And I'm like, you over here talking about, yeah, you can't wait for her to get here and you'll meet her with it. Like, oh, it'd be nice to meet you or whatever. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> I sit five feet from you. You ain't said us. Like, I, when I say I'm, that's not me being like using a phrase like you ain't say one word to me. And like, I mean that in a very, very literal sense. The word high has not come out of his mouth at any point on Tuesdays when I be in the office. Like you don't even, it's like not even right a nod, not even a no, acknowledgement. Nothing. nothing. And I mean, not even like, and when I say he sits right next to me, like not literally like shoulder to shoulder, but he sits like next to me, but like one, uh, like one desk over to where his back faces me. So like the, the distance between my desk and his could not be more than five or six feet. So like he sits right next to me. And has not even said hi, not a nod, not a wave, nothing. And I'm just sitting here like, man, don't, I don't want to say don't sit here in front like you ain't, fr like you are friendly with people. Cause he is friendly with people, just not me. And, and my wife was like, well, yeah, you'd be looking, you know, you'd be looking mean as shit or like, uh, like you not, like you, uh, like you don't want to be talked to. And I'm like, that is quite true. But I also know that as a, as a leader within this company, it is it is our responsibility to ingratiate ourselves to our team members. So like I had a when I was a leader, so I'm not anymore. When I was a leader, I had a calendar alert in my outlook to remind me three times a day to get up and walk the floor and fraternize with the team because it's important that the leaders are. Uh, make the team members feel like they're accessible and like they can be approached and talked to. 
And I was always told, like, you know, make sure you walk the floor. You know, somebody might have a question, but they might be nervous to answer. But if you come up and you're like, hey, what's up? They might be like, oh, hey, I got a question. Like, you know, they, they always encourage encourage us to walk the floor and 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 so not socialize I mean, I like not gossip and shit but like you know walk around and just hey how you doing you need anything hey what's up oh i see you doing you know just talking and shit and i forced myself to do that shit to the point where i put calendar reminders in because you know i don't want to do that shit but they forced i don't want to say they forced me to do it but they said like you know this is what you should be doing so wanting to be the best leader that i could be i did it so even though i might look like somebody who doesn't want to be approached and I am somebody who doesn't want to be approached that does not absolve them of the responsibility of approaching me because no matter how much you how much you don't want to do it you're supposed to because I didn't want to do it I don't want to talk to motherfuckers just small talking and walking around like hey what's going on I don't want to do that shit but I did it with everybody and I knew everybody and everybody fucked with me because I did that so even though I might look like that, it ain't no excuse for that motherfucker that has not ever spoken to me, dog. Is so he a leader? I, yeah. Oh, I, I I did fail to mention that the chat I was in is it's like the leaders plus me and the girl from Chicago because we we do data shit to support leadership. So we're in this chat with the leaders. So yeah, he was he a leader, and he got promoted after. I was already on this team. And I remember when he got promoted, I told him, I'm like, I got a lot of experience in leadership. I know a lot of shit. If you ever need any advice, hit me up. Yada, yada, yada. Like I said, he ain't said one word to be in the office. And even then, and it's another thing I've noticed, my area of expertise was uh, when I was in leadership and in general was the collateral slash appraisals portion of the business. I know everything there is to know about appraisals and collateral as it pertains to the business. And there have been times in that chat where they have asked questions about appraisals. And I've said, they were like, Oh, I don't know who to reach out to. Uh, like I, I, uh, the person that I normally reach out to on collateral, they out of office today. And I'm like, I'm right here. Like I told you motherfuckers multiple times, the leaders that you currently reach out, like, Oh, I, I t- this was funny to me. I asked, I was like, who is the leader that you would normally reach out to that's out of office today? When they gave me the name, I was like, yeah, he used to report to me. I trained him. Everything he knows, he learned from me. They still don't <laughs> ask me shit. They still like, like, they will constantly talk appraisal shit and all this kind of stuff in the chat. Knowing I'm in the chat, knowing everything I've said and still will not utilize me as a resource. And I'm like, that's why I said, that's why I said at the beginning, I'm like, they're lucky that I, I don't feel the need to belong because if I felt the need to complain about it, I could cause a, I could cause a stir. Cause I'm just like, why would you not utilize me? Like, and they didn't know at the time when they mentioned that one guy, that one person that um, he used to report to me or whatever, but they did know that I came from the appraisal world and I was a leader there. So when I'm just like, I'm like, I told him, I'm like, anytime you have an appraisal thing, you have like the best resource. Like there's a handful of people that are still there who know as much as me, but it ain't nobody you can reach out to over there that's going to give you, that's more knowledgeable than I am. 
Like I know everything there is to know about that part of the business. And the guy that you reached out to right now is a motherfucker that not only did I train, but he reported to me. Like I made that motherfucker who he is and you ask him for advice. So who the fuck you think I am? I made the motherfucker that you asked for advice. So like, why are you not utilizing me? Cause you so, black dog. Hey man. <laughs> it's just like white people astound me. They really they astound me. Like you, you have a perfect fucking resource and you don't use it. And you also don't, like I said, and, and you over here talking about, oh, yeah, I hope to come, I hope to see you in the office when you come to Detroit. I'm like, nigga, I sit five feet away from you and you ain't even fucking blinked in my direction. <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, man, y'all lucky I don't care about that shit because I definitely don't want to make it where I'm on everybody's radar because right now I'm in, I'm highly enjoying being on nobody's radar. And, but man, they don't know that. Like, you lucky I'm like that because if I wasn't like that, man. I could throw a whole ass fit and cause all kinds of problems. Cause if I mention that, that kind of shit, the fact that one of the leaders on the team don't even speak to me and shit like, like it would, it would cause a stir. And he, he would almost certainly get in trouble for it, but Hey, the nigga knew and he's fortunate that I don't give a fuck, but yeah, mm -hmm. white's gone white. Mm -hmm. Ah, shit. That's crazy, dude. Nigga reaching out to random people. We're not random, but coworkers. Out random, of state. yeah. But yeah, man, I, that that shit was so funny to me, dog. When I was like, "Who you be reaching out to?" He said the name. I'm like, "Yeah, I trained that nigga. He reported to me." So FYI, like I stopped. Like I've mentioned two or three times that I'm a great resource for them when it comes to that kind of when that comes to that part of the business, and they continue to not utilize me. So I stopped. I stopped mentioning it. Like, I'm waiting for the day where somebody puts in the chat, like, hey, I have this appraisal. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I, I'm just, just going to sit there and be like, okay, all right. Don't struggle, Dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> reach out to whoever you need to. I hope they're not out of office. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, at least you're at a point where you don't really give a fuck and you don't yearn that, you know what I'm saying? Because that would be more traumatic than ever. No, yeah, my situation is golden right now. Like I'm in, I'm in like a weird kind of purgatory where like they wanted me to like I was on a certain uh, a team that's kind of almost like a, a a specialty team, like a project, almost like a project that we're working on. And I was like a data support for that team. They told me that they want to have the girl from Chicago focus on being the data support for that team. And they want me to be the data support for all of underwriting. And I'm like, oh shit, that sounds like a lot of responsibility. Like, oh man, my days might start getting difficult. Problem is, don't nobody know that, apparently. Cause ain't nobody asked me for shit. So underwriting has, I mean, like every now and then something pops up, but for the most part, I'd say like 95% of the time, nobody asked me for shit. And now they don't even ask me for shit because they look at me as like, he's not our data guy anymore we're going to ask the girl from Chicago shit. So now I don't have to do anything for them because they default to her. And apparently the whole rest of underwriting don't know that I'm there to support them. So they don't ask me for shit either. So like I'm in this kind of like weird purgatory where it's like nobody knows I exist. And for most people, that would be a problem. For me, that is like literally the most ideal set of circumstances that I could be in.
which is why at the beginning of this, when I was saying I wouldn't leave my job right now because I'm in such a good position, that's why. Because I, I feel like I don't exist right now. I look at it as like, I feel like I don't exist and I get paid a bunch of money for it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I mean, that, that can't be better, especially, yeah, that, yeah. It could not be better. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. I get paid well. And the fact that I'm working from home and nobody asks me shit, I don't have to use any time off. Like, cause I don't have to worry like, oh man, I've been working however many months straight. I need a break. Let me take a week off. Yeah, yeah. I don't take no week off cause every day is a day off for the most part. So it's like, it's about, I either have a, uh, an incredibly easy day or a very easy day. <laughs> I don't ever have a hard day anymore. So like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the perfect fucking situation. Dog. Like I, I, I'm like, why would I leave this? Like, this is like ideal right now. If things change, maybe I will. But like right now, I'm not going to do anything to change how things are right now. I don't want to stand out. I don't want to fucking offer myself up like, hey, uh, you guys need anything? Like, nope. Continue to forget that I'm here and I will continue to accept these big ass checks and do absolutely nothing and grow my YouTube following on my page. And now I'm about to start getting paid on that shit. So as soon as the, well, as soon as the, as the YouTube shit continues to get bigger and I continue to get more money doing that, why, why would I change anything? Cause right now my job is allowing me to grow my YouTube channel. So yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm it, as far as like work goes, this is the best dynamic that I could possibly ever have imagined at work. And there's no, I've never at any point in my life had a more, cushy set of circumstances than I do right now. And I hope that this lasts for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... And I feel like I've earned it, because I put I put the... You know, I, I, I was in situations where it was so hectic and stress-filled and all that kind of shit that I was in goddamn therapy and all this kind of fucking shit. Like I said, I, I've, I've, I've paid my dues, so like I don't feel guilty about it. Like if it, if I just started a job and I wasn't doing shit, then I feel I'd probably be like, damn, I feel guilty that I'm not doing shit. But I look at like I gave you motherfuckers everything for no respect. So now I can do whatever I want. Fuck your respect. I'm good. I don't need your respect now because <laughs> tangible things are happening for me that matter. So I don't care about the respect of nobody's. Who cares? That's crazy. Well, at least you're in a good position. So, you know, fuck. Yeah. Yep. Well, on that note, we can wrap up then. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> white people crazy, dog. They really ah, are. shit. Anyways, well, until next week. Yep. Peace. Peace. You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to what up dope podcast at Gmail. That's W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at what up dope podcast. Peace.